Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. React if you have to. Yeah. Don't know the time, but just wait it on. Yeah, one of a kind. Yeah, what's on your mind? Yeah, what hard to find? Yeah, beautiful mind. Yeah, still in my prime. Yeah, just know that I'm here. What's up, guys? How are you doing, Jeff? Hey, which Jeff? Oh yeah, yeah. there's two Jeffs on. <laughs> Double Jeff here. Today. Yeah, we got two Jeffs. This is easy for me. That's right. Unlucky thirteen. The episode thirteen. Sorry to put you on the spot. Wow. Lucky, we're already starting Lucky. off. Yeah, it's ominous. We've got to thirteen. We haven't been uh, canceled yet by cancel culture, <laughs> but this could be it. And this is the week of Friday the thirteenth. It oh, is. That's right. Are you guys superstitious? I'm not. I haven't changed underpants in like three days. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not either. All right. I'm okay. I'm kind of excited for Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. yeah. Never throws me off or anything. All right. Sounds well, good. without you know further ado, again, yeah. Yeah. we have a guest. Our one, two, two three, fourth, fourth guest. guest. Nice. And it is uh, Jeff Stevens. Yep. Jeff is the founder mm-hmm. of Wellbeing Brewing. That's correct. Yeah. And um, located out of O'Fallon, or excuse me, out of Maryland Heights, Missouri, yep. St. Louis. Yep. Jeff. Alan, a producer, the liberal, has a connection uh, with friends of friends and, and yep. said, hey, Chris, we got to get this guy on. Um, his name's Jeff. He, he's he's killing it in the N.A. beer uh, world. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking. I'm like, yeah, shoot him an email. Let's, you know, we, that's huge. That's huge. And kind of like. I mean, I don't know if it, we're not getting bigger, but we're we're having guests with some oomph yeah. behind Ooh. them now. Yeah, um, which is which is exciting, fucking nerve wracking, but <laughs> mostly exciting. And then I get to talking with a cousin of mine who we talk about. We've talked before. Owns Olive and Oak. Oh yeah, in Webster Groves. Yeah. And before I could even say anything, the other night I was up there and Mark approached me, my cousin, and said, "Man, you should reach out to the guys at Wellbeing." Oh. I'm like, Fucking already done. Like, what are you? What are you hacked into my email? Exactly. It's coming and, on already. Yeah. And here, and here we are. So, so this is exciting. Uh, today, I want to, I want to hear Jeff's story. I want to share it with with all you guys that are listening, and um, hear his take on on the NA yeah. beer world and um, and recovery and and where the rubber meets the road yeah. for. Having NA beers, um, if you're comfortable with it, mm-hmm. um, and still like enjoying life, but sober without a hangover, right, Jeff? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So we walked in, and you said you had not tried this yet in your recovery. I have not. Okay. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I, and there was, and there's obviously a reason. You've uh-huh. obviously given it some thought. I I told Jeff. I said, why why fuck around with in a beer when it all tastes like shit. Oh, so it's more of a, it's not it's not that you're afraid of relapse. It's I, not more so a, much. Okay. If there was an NA whiskey, I'd probably avoid it like the play. <laughs> Cuz that was my thing. Okay. So if it's if it's your thing, 
and it was the thing that could trigger you. Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. So, but beer, you don't have as much fear of. No, and and I've had, like, kidding around, I would have, like, a Bush. I've tried Bush NA, sure. and I've tried, what is it, Old Duels, yeah. and they mm-hmm. taste like shit. They I think do. there was, like, a Mick NA, maybe. Yep. But you had the Coors? I've tried the Coors. Well, I haven't, yeah. but I'm sure it tastes like piss. It yeah. tastes like uh, the Anheuser-Busch Brewery smells. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, it's funny. For years, and I, I only know this now that I'm in the business, so I've kind of heard the history of this. For years, those products were purely corporate social responsibility plays that they put out there to act like good corporate citizens. Wow. And I that's, know that. So yeah, they that. didn't care if the beer was good, and the whole point of that was to make the least expensive beer they could make. Um, so the beer uh-huh. was never good. Uh, and really, it is alarming. O'Doul's... And I don't know if they fixed it since the last time I had it, uh-huh. but it's it's strange how not good that product is for as bigger brands, right. you know, within the space. It's um, probably the first beer I think of. Yeah, when I when somebody says an NA is an yeah. old duels, and it could sure. be because an uncle tried yeah. to drink it. Well, and it's it's we're in St. Louis, and it is everywhere. I mean, yeah. it's the one that at most restaurants will buy it, and mm-hmm. everyone will just put it on their menu and right. not think right. think about it. So it's it's out there for sure. So when we started. Uh, that was like we just had to make a beer that was slightly better than O'Doul's. But it turns out when you get into brewing uh, non-alcoholic beer and, and the craft of it all, that, oh, you – it. I was a lifelong non-drinker. I've been in recovery since I was 24. Congratulations. I've been, been out. I was in the industry for a long time. So I completely understood what it's like to go out as someone who doesn't drink mm-hmm. and then here's your three choices. Why, here's your 5,000 choices if you do right. drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, awesome. Persecuted sober. <laughs> yeah. Right? You're kind of like that. Uh-huh. You feel oh, like I an mean, afterthought, I, right? I, um, I'm i a club soda guy. Okay. So. You got to figure that out, right? Uh-huh. If you're going to go out, you got to figure out what your drink is. Yeah, right. What so, are you going to order? I it, Luckily, luckily enough, it's, it's a Topo Chico at Olive and Oak, which nice. I really enjoy. But um, yeah, it... it and I and maybe going back to your first question, that club soda for me, mm-hmm. it does it is like an NA whiskey because I used to splash up a uh, whiskey with club soda. Yeah. So so maybe it was it's not really a, a trigger if I were to drink NA beer. Yeah. Um, it, it's really because the rest of the NA beer tastes like shit. Good. Yeah. 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 Well, that's interesting because when I first got into recovery, the you know the biggest thing you are are in totally scared of is I'm not going to have fun anymore. Uh huh. The fun in my life is over, and I was 24, Absolutely. and I was like, "This sucks." Mm-hmm. And, right? You know, you're super bummed. And I had kind of bounced around because I was so afraid of this. And my first sponsor uh, took me out the next night. The next night, my first like real night of whatever. He's like, "Let's go out," and we drank NA beers and shot pool. <laughs> and for some reason, you know, you're shaky. You know what's going on, but the NA beers were fine. They mm-hmm. were great. They had bubbles in them, and they were whatever. Right. They yeah. were cold. And we shot pool, and we laughed. And I was like. After that night, I kind of was like, "Oh, it's going to be okay." Uh huh. It's like, "Ah, oh, I'm going to be." The able world to... didn't end. World didn't end. We had some fun. I'm and... so glad you're saying this. Yeah, and it and so for me, NA beer was just a tool I used in early recovery because I was 24. You're going to go out. You have to, right? <laughs> you're not you can't stay inside. Uh huh. Right. Just because you're, you know, you got a lot of things you want to do, and I loved live music, and so I always drank NA beers. Um, for a long time, I was a guy, you know, it was just... You're a social guy, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, you just have in your hand, and you can't drink Cokes all night because they have caffeine and sugar, and yeah. you just realize all these things you would <laughs> right. drink, right. like, are full of something, and any beer has nothing in it. It's all natural. So anyway, for me, it was just this thing. About six years into sobriety, I remember someone standing up in a meeting and saying, you know, there's 
a little bit of alcohol in NA beer. I've heard that. Is that a myth? And I was no, there is. And I'm like, what? There's a little. <laughs> and they're like, you can't drink NA beer. And they like kind of jumped my shit in. Really, me. really. And I remember like thinking, well, it's too late, dude. I've kind of already. <laughs> yeah, <I'm... laughs> I had six years. I've been <laughs> past that. Um, so I went and kind of figured, you know talked to the people that brew, and they're like. There's as much alcohol as a banana. That's what they sort of say. Yeah. So there's a trace amount. There's a trace amount of alcohol. It turns out in tons of things, uh, in any place that has like a citrus flavoring, uh-huh. uh, even like orange sodas or whatever, has a little bit of alcohol because cit- citrus fruits have trace amounts of alcohol. Interesting. So it is in our lives in a strange way. Sure. Um, and, and so what I and I get this conversation comes up with people in recovery a lot of, is this okay? Is this not okay? Yeah. And, and I always my personal opinion is just like your sponsor is going to tell you when you get sober lots of things are going to feel uncomfortable and you just kind of want to try them and see if they work i think non-alcoholic beer can be used as a great tool as to go out and just make mm-hmm. you like there's no question now mm-hmm. why aren't you drinking it's like no i'm sitting here having a beer with everyone and right. it's totally comfortable so i don't i don't think the alcohol is going to make you relapse the beer might do you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. The idea of it. But I understand I that. I don't think it's going to be the alcohol part. Okay. Now, I'm glad you said that because yeah. there's. I've always heard that about, well, there's actually, yeah. you know, because they don't, you know, you don't see like 10-year-olds like walking around with yeah. NAP, yeah. right? And yeah. there was always, like, well, there's just a little bit. Yeah. But, um, I mean, fuck, we put hand sanitizer on all the time. Yeah, and, totally. Um, I, when I first got out of, out of rehab, I would go and only use the, because I was scared to death of, I didn't. I didn't want to do it anymore. I, and I was scared to death that anything would that would derail my train. Yep. Which is probably why I decided never. I mean, I haven't. Yeah. People have asked me if I would smoke cigars, and I'm like, you know, yeah. I. It's not that I'm like, so never say you know, never say never. But I just I don't want to catch it buzz. <laughs> if I smoked a cigar right now, I'd get hired and fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that buzz. It would hit you, yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't. I'm just cool right now. But I would yeah. when I first got out of rehab, only use that Hello Kitty. Hand sanitizer for the kiddos because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't like have pink alcohol. bottles. Yeah, right. Wow. And uh, probably it's definitely not going to keep me yeah. alive with this fucking Corona <laughs> yeah, shit going right. on. Yeah. Better just start using a hundred percent Everclear, right? <laughs> That's but, funny. We, we you take the as a total side note. We take the alcohol out of our beer and we have it in big vats and we sell some of it and then they still it up. It's not our business, but the al- we're like, can we make this into spray sanitizer stuff? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> right now, just give it to. Get it out there. Uh, this uh, it's so it, crazy. And I, I use now hand sanitizer, regular Purell, whatever yeah, they yeah. got. And um, and I'm not, I don't. As far as I know, I'm not infected yeah. with uh, the coronavirus. <laughs> but but <laughs> getting out of treatment is you don't really know, like, and you don't want to push. And so I'm mm-hmm. always like, if 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 you even have the question in your head that you may or may not want, so I'm like, it's not worth it. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate there, that. There's Jeff. no point in in. Because we know it's a cunning, baffling, powerful thing, and and that mind you don't want to activate mm-hmm. that. But so I always think like, yeah, if you're solid in your program, uh-huh. I know lots of people in the program. My guess is probably half the people I know will drink an NA beer and half won't. Okay, just, that's a pretty good percentage mm-hmm. about what it is. And I appreciate your transparency because yeah. you're not coming on here like trying to sell your beer. Oh no, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's a great. Uh, we're all about finding tools. The, yeah, and and shattering that fucking myth that. Alcohol, what the disease does, what it does to your brain is make mm. you think you can't live without it. Yeah. And and so does the other drugs that we've talked about mm-hmm. on the show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, addictions that are out there. It, whether you're addicted to, you know, fucking sex or you're addicted to work, that mm-hmm. stuff that's your brain saying you can't live without me mm-hmm. and hence the addiction. So so when we heard about your your – I know a guy that is – 
works at the dis- is it just not distillery the brewery brewery yes yep. that you guys brew your mm-hmm. na at yeah um i mean all these light bulbs went off i'm like i gotta get him on a show i yeah. want to i want to hear his story yeah i want to learn about your product mm-hmm. um and and i'm 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 ready to try it one day so sure and it sounds like the key is is it it doesn't taste like shit. <laughs> no, no, right. It does. Right. So I was. Let me jump in real yeah, quick. Please. So I don't know. I probably didn't disclose. So I uh, do drink because I don't have that problem. Yep. Yep. But so I met you actually one time. Okay. Um, it was a couple years ago, maybe even three years ago, New Year's Eve on Cherokee Street. Okay. And you were there. Oh, yeah. And I think you were just like trying to promote the beer at that yeah. point. Yeah. And I was just so happy. Yeah. So happy because I was the DD for the night. Oh, nice. So I'm nice. like, yes, I get to drink. <laughs> It was very good. I'm like, I could either buy a Red Bull for five bucks right. or I could have this guy's free beer. Yeah, yeah. That we were, you, <laughs> you were, were just handing out. it out. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. I do and remember it's that. So good. Yeah, it so is. So good. It is. I, yes. The And I was a beer drinker. That was mm-hmm. my drug of choice, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, and I, so I really, and you know, you live in this town and you work in the business and it's, there's something so amazing about beer as far as just the connectivity and yeah. it's been around forever and it, there's nothing like it in culture, right? right. It's just a, you, a, a drink for, and it's adult. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's very bonding. And so, yeah. like, that was great. And I knew that night when we were out sampling it, like, yep. oh, I think we got something here. Yeah. Like, nice. People were getting really... Oh, this is really good. This it is was really very, good. Yeah, it's yeah. very good, and I haven't had it since then, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need the stronger stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I don't need it. That's <laughs> yeah, good one. So, so Jeff, yeah. start start with your. You decided to make a uh, a career change, if you will. Yeah, and, and, and do pour this? your yeah, and pour it all into that's funny. this product. If, if that's if that's all right. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it, as uh, I was in this industry for a long time, so I'm. I'm you know, got sober, hit my bottom at 24, March 13th. It was like almost, wow. yeah, of 1992 yeah. Yeah. was my um, quit to sobriety date. Okay. Quit drinking. So that's, it's been a long time, but um, I immediately was in this, in the marketing spirits and beer marketing business just for years. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was working on these, these things. So I, I was always out. I was always out at places. And always around people who were drunk, drinking. I was always the designated driver. I was always the person getting uh-huh. people home. And, and it was a, totally a role that I would play. But when you go out and you don't drink, it's it's crazy how much of an afterthought you are. Mm. Right? You're just Interesting. The bars, restaurants, they just don't even think you are – you're not even on their radar. And yet I bet there's 30% of the population that just isn't drinking at any given moment in any given social situation. It's weird. Um, so I knew that there was a market for this. Uh, and then the craft beer explosion happens, right. you know, and like there's a million, you know, and I love beer. And I'm like, why am I, why is O'Doul, why do I have to drink this? Yeah. <laughs> Surely there has to be a better way, man. I just drink water. Yeah. Right. It's hard to order a water at a bar that's crowded now. Yeah. If you like, you know, you got to get up, first you got to wait in line. Yeah. At these, you know, big ass bars or even um, the sporting events or, yeah. or mm-hmm. concerts. And you finally get up there and like, I just need a water. And they look at you like you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Or rolling your balls off on yeah. <laughs> And, and restaurants, they didn't like that because you're like ordering Cokes all night. Uh-huh, and so it was, uh-huh. there was this huge change. Like if you offered something good to people who weren't drinking, a mocktail or a really good right. beer, they would buy it. Mm-hmm. And you would get the money and they would feel better. And you would, your experience would be sure. better. So mm-hmm. I knew there was a better way. I knew we could make some good beer. So you know, I just plunged into the entrepreneurial world. <laughs> I uh, think you nailed it. Which is 
mass, you know, like that's a whole thing. You want to like be scared every day or feel, you know, start a business or something. So anyway, but I, I hooked up with O'Fallon, figured out how to brew the beer, uh, brought in this, this piece of equipment from Germany where they were making great non-alcoholic beer. And basically what our, our thing does is you can ferment the beer totally. Uh, so you brew it just like you would normal beer. And then at the very end of the process, you put it in a vacuum, you lower the boiling point, boil the alcohol off at room temperature so it doesn't ruin the beer, and voila, you have really great craft beer. So the, the product itself is light years ahead. It just It's like, holy cow, this is a beautiful beverage. Fully fermented, it's smooth, it's all the things that you want just without the alcohol. So it's it's been great. It's And from the world of recovery, it's been great, but from I also think we've hit a trend and Maybe you. See, I think more people are starting to be more mindful about their drinking. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they are than ever before. I, I just get. This. I would agree with that actually, and I and I think part of it is the the world of <clears throat> alcoholics and yeah. addicts. Uh, we're trying to expose that it's out there. That yes. every family is connected mm-hmm. to someone that yeah. is sick, that is struggling, that is drinking their life away yep. or shooting up their life away, and we're we're kicking over those rocks where there's other options than just to be the fucking town drunk. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would agree that people are much more mindful about the amount yeah. that they're drinking as we're getting smarter about things. I mean, same thing applied for cigarettes. Yeah. You know, people used. To, I mean, I used to smoke when I was shit faced, and yeah, <laughs> Winston Lights was my my cig of choice, and then. Now, I mean, that, that, the numbers of smokers is rapidly declining. Yeah, and, and I think alcohol, I don't know if it's going to go the way of smoking. Someone, I've, I've heard yeah. people predict that it's just... I think like, soda I actually that. is going to go the way of smoking. I think... I think yeah, sugar sodas? Yeah, no, I think I in, in 15, 20 years, a guy I kind of look up to said this one time, and I totally subscribe to it, that like our kids um, are going to probably look back at generations that drank all that soda as... We kind of look at our grandparents who are walking around fucking unfiltered cigarettes. <laughs> I'm telling you, that soda shit's bad. News. Yeah, yeah. That's so well, to your point too. I've even like the last two weeks, I've seen two friends on Facebook that mm-hmm. are St. Louis people that, mm-hmm. to my, as far as I know, are not in recovery. They're just drinking less alcohol. Yeah. Hmm. And one was tailgating at the Battlehawks game with well-being. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, a ton of it. That's and, awesome. And, and another one. And also, a lot of people do this, like Sober November or Sober January. Have you heard right. of these things? I've yes. heard of Sober January. And so my friend who was doing Sober January was just drinking in a beer. Yeah. Like tons of it at this huh. concert we were at. It's a big time of beer. It's yeah. a big time of year for us. Never heard yeah. of sober November. My birthday's in November, so oh, yeah. I've forgotten a lot of Novembers. <laughs> That's funny. Birthday how month. long how long do you have? Almost six years, March twenty okay. fifth. And and when you first got sober, the, the an anonymity of the I think more people are talking about it now than mm-hmm. ever before. Just the whole world mm-hmm. of sobriety, right? I will I will say that you when know, I started when I got Sober, I, I wanted to stand at the top of a mountain and, and yell everyone? it. Yeah, um, but I was, I I was a it was a unique voice because there was not a lot of people that did it. There were some people in front of me that really inspired me, but mm-hmm. also because it's still a we're still trying to shatter stigma. Sure, that it's okay to fucking ask for help. Yeah, um, that you don't have to do everything on your own. You can turn it over to God mm-hmm. and. And it's a, actually a fucking liberating feeling to yeah. do that, man. Yeah. And so I, w- I wanted to stand on top of a, a mountain and say, 
guys, I, if I can fucking stop drinking, because people have said this, if Chris Pondoff can get sober, anybody fucking can. And I mean it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I was the poster boy. The town guy to go get a drink with. There's yeah. no question about yeah. it. Um, and it's, it, it is good that people are much more mindful about their health and the shit that they're putting in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the Bud Bowl, mm-hmm. like... Remember uh, the, all the Super Bowls sure. and the Bud yeah. Bowl? Like, yeah, yeah. It, there's not two options. There's, right. You can drink, and then, like you said, with the craft beer explosion, which was just happening as I, I got sober. Back, I remember back in 2007 when I was bartending at a tavern in Collinsville, um, the same one in Belleville. They opened one in Collinsville. Mm. But they wanted to be different. I mean, the one in Belleville... God bless it isn't necessarily a canned beer tavern uh, where you get guys drinking dollar cans mm-hmm. all day, but that was a it was an AB tavern, right? To, yeah. With the tappers, so they opened the one in Collinsville and they wanted to make it more crafty, so they had a thirteen um, thirteen what do you call it head tapper? Yep, yep. And all of them were craft, craft and yeah. ales and IPAs, uh-huh. and I remember one that I would actually drink. Because I drank while I was bartending. I mean, that was... Really? Oh, yeah. Can you believe that? I don't even believe it. So um, I would... Because I didn't want to just start drinking, you know, Canadian blended whiskey. It was a long day. Yeah, right out of the first gate. Uh Uh-huh. I would start... I started drinking Bellhaven. You ever had Bellhaven or heard of it? It's a Scottish ale. It was like caramely. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. And that was my first introduction to a beer other than like a Bud Light or, Mm -hmm. you know, in Cal... Kind of a crafty beer, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And... um, so I mean I can see myself and, and my cousin Mark at his restaurant says they they sell the shit out of it. So are they yeah. have at events and you guys have done some partnering yep, and yep. he and he told me the other day mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry for rambling but he mm-hmm. told me he goes these guys got some technology they're going to blow this fucking market up. They're going to blow it up. And this was so funny. It was so timely. This yeah, was the yeah. conversation we had and I yeah. and that must have been what you were referring to yeah. about the Germany thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's big over there? It's in Europe. This market is really big and it's <laughs> I, I want to say I've heard it's like 10% of the beer market in Germany. Those healthy wow. And if you think about that, right? That's crazy. Now, first, in they Germany. drink beer all the time. I mean, they drink beer for lunch. They drink beer all the right. time. So you're like, okay, I could see this at lunch just being huge. Yeah. And they say, huh. now they drink it after workouts. They're like, this is what their, their Olympic team brought non-alcoholic beer to the Winter Games in Tokyo because it's an isotonic sports drink that that it has full of polyphenols naturally and it helps reduce inflammation in joints and so wow. it just when you take the alcohol out all of a sudden there's this really healthy drink plus it's beer mm-hmm. plus the Germans love it right. plus they're in the, so so it was the hit of the Olympic Village because they everyone could drink beer but all these athletes were in training and so they didn't want the alcohol they just See, wanted to they just wanted to party so that's great because somebody really on this post on Facebook they said oh great all the calories none of the fun and Half I'm like the calories. wait a minute yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, talk about that. That's, yeah, so it's if literally these athletes are fucking drinking. You it. take yeah. out half the calories when you we take out the alcohol. So our, our beer is like sixty eight calories. Our wheat beer eighty calories. Our, our dark beer, and that's you know a normal IPA. That's amazing because light beers. Are, yeah, the you know, light right, beers right. are like ninety or hundred. Yeah, calories. light beers are hundred calories. So I, yeah. I, I was bartending when Ultra came yeah. out. And that was all the rage. Ninety mm-hmm. some odd calories. Uh-huh. That is. Yeah. So yeah, these are just incredibly healthy. Yeah. We we put. Uh, full dose of electrolytes into one of our beers like Gatorade. So we have a beer that has more electrolytes than Gatorade. That's truly a sports drink in this German Olympic tradition of there's no artificial flavors, no sugars, no, you know, low calories, all natural. And it's a real sports recovery drink. And it's, it's fuckers are going to start drinking it for breakfast. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. I know. 
Why that? Yeah. So anyway, why not? Why not? It's a beautiful drink. There we go. That's the next brew. I know. And and you. So for me, coming into this market, it's like I like this part of beer. But what else could it be? Because brewers put all kinds of things in beer. What could we make that was really healthy? And mm-hmm. could we start to make this? This is better for you than soda. This is better for yeah. you. Than energy drinks mm-hmm. this is better for you than anything that's got any processed anything in it this is all natural from the start so the the big turn is yeah what else could beer become in our world than just this alcohol something thing? to go yeah. get all fucked up on, yeah right mm-hmm. yeah because everyone it's just universally accepted as this really wonderful drink to celebrate with and connect with so yeah we'll see mm-hmm. we'll so see t- what are your what are your top flavors or type top, top yeah. sellers do you you will you share with that? Sure. Yeah, we have we have one that came out. The second beer we had was called the Hellraiser, and it kind of put us on the map. It's this uh, really nice hoppy, hop forward, dark amber. Uh, it's really delicious, really smooth. We sell a ton of that, and then we just came out. Uh, the Victory Wheat's the one that has the sports drink, and we sell a ton of that. We just came out January first, which is the time of year when everyone takes a little time oh, off. Yeah, yeah. resolutions. Yeah. Good marketing. They're like, <laughs> like done. So January first, we put out this uh, beer called the Intentional IPA, which is uh, our first, uh, you know, the most popular craft styles in IPA. We had not made one yet, um, mm-hmm. and we made everyone so far really likes it. Really so, great, yeah. And it's funny. I don't. I am the worst person to ask. Is this good? Because I don't drink, so I don't right, taste yeah. anything. I don't taste anybody else's beer. I have no idea if anyone, else, you know, how ours yeah. are good. I like them, but I'm a you know party one. But so I just am like, oh, I hope everyone else drinkers like these and we've gotten good feedback so nice. well <laughs> i mean i've heard i've heard great things about you guys yeah. um and especially in the as the as the food scene yeah. has evolved and i would say and i could be classifying things incorrectly i'm not ian fro about of the post dispatch yeah. <laughs> um but it's really a you're seeing a lot of really quality restaurants have like crafty yeah. menus and yeah fresh ingredient menus mm-hmm. and it and it it really is parallel to i think what you're doing with and what the ipa world kind of did but now mm-hmm. what you're doing with this yeah um that your well-being stuff yeah. so i think i think a beer at lunch is so great yeah i think it's hard to have you know have that beer when you have to go back to work right and right now it's like oh i can have a beer and taco at lunch and it's just yeah it's like our time and i love it i think it's such a great thing to you just feel like you've had uh, you can let off a little steam. You can just kind of have a lunch, and it feels great. And you got this beer to go with your food. It's not, uh-huh. a, it's not a tea or a soda, and you get to go. You know, right? So I think it's in, in your saying it goes really well with food. Shit, what restaurants are charging now to like you get a lunch special somewhere, yeah. and what they charge for soda and tea is outrageous. Yeah, especially yeah. the tea that costs probably a penny to make. And right. brew. You're, you're paying like two fifty some places for a. Uh, a so tea. that's why I'll get a water uh, it, because if I'm not, I don't want to. But if I'm yeah. going to spend two fifty three bucks a restaurant adder, I mean, I'll just I'll have, have a nice beer. Yeah, I like it. Um, so that's uh, in fact, I've been to we are I go to O'Fallon yeah. where you're brewing. Yeah. I'm there for lunch quite a bit. We're on and, tap, uh, which is really funny to have a non alcoholic beer on, on tap. tap. Totally, yeah. it's it's and it's delicious. So now, when, are you, are you guys on tap at a lot of places? Um, we are in. More so than ever before here in town, uh, Chicago was a market that picked us up early, and they do. It's a big tap market, so we sell a lot of. We're in, uh. strangely enough, at a lot of places in Chicago. Yeah. I just think they have a lot of tap bars up there, so right. we end up doing really well out there. So, awesome. as far as distributing, you guys, yeah. you guys are brewed here locally in yep. St. Louis, yep. and um, how far has the reach gotten you? Uh, Chicago, we, yeah, we are in Chicago, Nashville, Denver, all wow. of Missouri, uh, Wisconsin. 
Um, but we sell, because we don't have alcohol in us, we can sell directly to retailers. We don't have to go through wholesalers. So we nice. sell to Total Wine. Okay. And they put us in all their 200 stores in 22 states. Nice. And we sell to BevMo, which is in California, and Specs in Texas. We also have a huge online store uh, because we can ship because we don't have alcohol in us. Mm-hmm. So nice. we ship all over the country. So it's been great as far as – it's strange. Yeah, we have a business where we can be a national footprint yeah. mm-hmm. even though we're a local – craft brewery um so yeah it's been great that's been great and and it's you know you we i've met so many awesome people in our world you know since we started this thing how great is it to just get i I get emails all the time from people who are like you made our sobriety so much better because we finally feel like we can go out that's incredible feel ourselves Mm -hmm. again right we can go out and enjoy something i bet that makes you feel fucking oh i love it yeah the woman at i go to the lindell club and the woman who works the little club desk she's just was you know how how important it was for her to feel like she can go back out and in, hang out with her friends again mm, yeah and yeah not drink and like you have this thing you just feel like you're part of the scene and uh-huh. you don't have to drink and it's like really cool yeah i've heard people tell me where they'll you know they see me drink at club soda it's actually because yeah. I, I do like it yeah but a lot of people that don't drink will grab a club and lime just so people don't break their balls or chirp them for not drinking, you yeah, know, because yeah. where I grew up, if you were a girl and you weren't drinking, and you were over sixteen, you were probably <laughs> you were. If you weren't drinking, you were pregnant, right? <laughs> totally. I mean, that's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real for thing sure, for sure. Um, I do it anytime. I still do it anytime. One of my girlfriends is like <laughs> I'm not, not having a drink. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, like uh, oh, what's uh, going on? How far along are we? <laughs> It must be before twelve weeks, because that's now the time to tell everybody. Because uh, oh you know, goodness. yeah, so, right. but that's a real thing. And yeah. so, do you go out a lot? All the guys, time. Okay. Yeah. So you're yeah out I mean, time. it's it's decreased since our uh, so we have a six year old, so uh-huh. that takes up a little bit of, of our, our time. You can still find me at Fridays in Belleville all the time, okay. uh, drinking club soda. Yep. And. Olive and Oak, obviously, because yeah, yeah. um, well, that's one of the finest places. Yeah, I mean, I'd come on. If you can go hang it's a out great there, place. that's cool. I'm objective to it's the best burger in the city, but <laughs> I um, that's objective, not subjective. Right, it really is. It but is. yeah, I mean, and then in Webster, um, Ashley and I like to go down to Frisco, which is a pretty cool yep. restaurant. Um, but yeah, I love going. I, I've I get a little, I guess, bored. The the drunks around me are funny for a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know I'm like, man, I'm about ready to go home. I'm yeah. not closing down taverns like I used to. No, no, no. <laughs> Titty bars. My and all rule that is, the, when you hear the same story twice, uh-huh. you know, yeah. from somebody like, check please. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's a, all right. God, that happens so much, doesn't it? Oh my god. When you get sober, you realize how annoying drunk people are. Yes, <laughs> right. You do. <laughs> then you start like, man, man, I was, I must have been really right. Bad. You look back and like, oh. So, so, so Jeff, bad. you said you used to do a uh, recovery podcast. I did. How about that? I did. And I, so I love this space. And we, we had a lot of fun. It was called Since Right Now. I did it with two friends. Um, and I was the 12-step guy. Okay. And then my other two friends were different, were sober, but hadn't just worn into the 12 sure. steps. And I always thought, I don't know if you're a 12-step guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm not 100%. It's funny. I so I, I didn't work. A. Them. Yeah, you, you pulled an A out of the <laughs> kind of a hybrid between hybrid. A, P A A yeah. and N A. Yeah, and um, you know sometimes that A stands for asshole. But um, <laughs> I I I didn't necessarily go religiously. I used sure. the church um, that I go to, uh, the gathering in St. Louis. Yep. I used the, so. So this was part of your recovery. Absolutely. I mean. 
Absolutely. So- when okay. I got sober, yeah. I'd known the lead pastor, Matt Miofsky, yep. for quite some time. Who's, who's awesome. He, yeah, I love him. He's and, an awesome uh, guy. I hope he didn't hear me say that because he's fucking... Go right to his head? Oh, my God. And then... Uh, I, but he, I mean, he had a role, man, in, yeah. in keeping me accountable and, yep. and plugging me into places in the church to to, to make sure that I was um, having a social network yep. that was keeping me accountable. My friends back home as well, but it was real important. And, and I watched him walk the walk with our family prior to me getting sober, so I knew if I yeah. ever turned my fucking life over, I had a, I had a home. So And you, you were religious or spiritual before. I, was a, I, I always say that I, I was a... Um, I feared Jesus more like when in my previous life, like I knew I'd have some fucking answering to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> but through the sobriety journey and through uh, this church, I realized that, that Jesus is all about love, man, and, yeah. um, and That's cool. grace and mercy and for yep. those of people like me that are un- A little broken. Yeah, yeah, I would say a little broken. A little broken when you come in here. I, uh, but it's changed my life, so I use that. But yeah. I, I knew AA was there, and I carried a pamp. Uh, a printout and, mm-hmm. and i just talked about this with megan mm-hmm. um who was on two weeks ago mm-hmm. i i had that in my my briefcase mm-hmm. wherever i went and it listed like every fucking meeting in the city yeah. and it was like i mean it's like the xanax bottle i have in my car that i'm prescribed by the way for those of you listening <laughs> but i haven't taken one in probably six months after i got sober so about wow. five and a half years you just have it there i have it there just and i and, and we talked about this on one yeah. episode it's yeah. um just a security blanket. Yeah. If I uh, like behind glass, you can smash the hammer through right. and uh-huh, grab it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we call that like an EPO button, right? yeah. uh, emergency power off, and uh, shuts down the data center. But anyway, <laughs> different life. Um, I yeah, so I worked. I didn't work the program, but I found myself going back to your twelve step mm-hmm. uh, comment. I found myself just. The, the my life I was living was working those steps anyway totally. because it's so based in totally spiritual spirituality it's, right it's a, it's well they got the twelve steps from you know the greatest spiritual thinking known to man at the time yeah mm-hmm. right and they just mm-hmm. kind of incorporated and right in the twelve steps uh-huh. and a lot of it was right out of the Christian playbook I mean, right there and <laughs> so, and that's why like they, all, I, they delve really well together uh huh you know, yeah without it's, a doubt somebody said has asked me that before and I'm like well no but I'm I really kind of just. You just, did a step nine again, or something. Exactly. Like I had to apologize to somebody. Yeah. Who came out of the woodwork. Yeah. Um, At some point, you have to surrender. Yeah. Right. And that's. I did that either in, way. The first day I checked into rehab, yeah. I was on that cold floor, man, and I gave it all to fucking God. That's right. After a screaming match with him, I lost <laughs> miserably. Yeah. But maybe I won in the long run. You so. may. You maybe did. Yeah. And that's it, right? You, you surrender and then turn it over. How how the recovery yeah. podcast go? Oh, um, it was great. So we and and. It was funny because I had a friend. We did it when one of our friends went on a relapse. And my other friend, who was not in the 12 steps, was like, how do I help this person? Yeah. And in the 12 steps, you realize that, yo, you can't really help anyone. As far as making them be sober, mm-hmm. you can let them go on there, whatever yeah. they're going to do, and then just be there when they get there. But this guy was wanted to help. So he said, I'm going to start this podcast. And it was right at the time when I think digital recovery was starting to just find a voice. And, mm-hmm. you know, before no one talked about it. And then right. there was a lot of people writing. It just kind of happened as the world of digital kind uh-huh. of took off. So we did it for five years. And uh, I think the whole idea of the show is I always thought you could only get sober one way. And boy, was I wrong. I heard, I you know, we went to smart recovery meetings and we went to rational recovery meetings. Okay, and we okay. Went to, the the Buddha one that that guy started and and so we just the whole idea we went to the march in Washington D C and tried to 
we went to AA stuff and we went to conventions and just tried to make it a thing. Sure. Um, I think the whole the whole journey just made me realize how just and just to hear what you just said, it's like oh, there's a lot of ways that people get to this point and. It, who cares how you do it, right? It's just trying to support all that because it's so important. That's yeah. No, I'm, that's why I asked. I, I what I see in common with all the different ways are people with open fucking arms ready to help. When yeah, you're ready to help yeah. yourself. Yep. And it just we preach this, pardon the pun, at this church a lot <laughs> about and when and Jeff and I, you know, it's a recovery podcast. It's a mental health podcast. Yep. Wellness, hope. We're trying to shatter loneliness at the end of the day. Yeah. And community and finding people that care, like, community is is so fucking powerful. Yeah. Um, and you get that when you when you go to a meeting. You get that mm-hmm. when you find a, a recovery group. That's why it's called a recovery group, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I did, may not, I didn't work that program, but I also did intensive outpatient IOP cognitive group therapy oh yeah with a led by a social worker yeah and i did that for six to twelve months maybe like nine months i think is how how long i did it until i was able to maybe kind of start shedding and that's not a 12-step thing that is it's a different theory yeah it was at a it was um, a place called arca assisted recovery center of america and it wasn't a they would they would tell you try to go to a meeting if you're feeling urges but no it was you sit around it with other addicts yep and there's a you know group discussion facilitator. It's usually it was a social worker at this place, mm-hmm. and I found those so I didn't miss them. I found them so I looked forward to going to group. Yeah. You ended up becoming each other's support system, accountability yeah. system, fucking therapist, listeners. You know, you mm-hmm. listen to, and then you you hear people's shit they're living with and the the, the rock bottom of theirs that doesn't look like yours, but you realize you're not alone. Yeah, and it's life-saving um that because people that are lonely uh that revelation is 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 life-saving and there's no bullshit there no yeah. drama that's for real yeah and um i think i see that as the common theme in all these groups that and yeah. then in my opinion you know turning it over to god and just saying here man i can't do this shit on my own yeah Take it, I don't want it. That was my mantra my first year. Take this, I don't want it. Take this, I don't want it. I would say that all the time about everything. Yeah, man, I, I like that. A million times. My, and I just I say it still, take this, I don't it's want it. Take this, freeing, isn't it? Yeah, it truly is. It truly is. But that's interesting that you, I love the, the, the thread that you've tied all of this together with this loneliness. Because you're right, the power's in the group. Regardless, you find whatever way is going to work, but it's... Being with other people that are doing walking it with you, regardless of what the actual program is, it's right. this fellowship or the group that's the thing. And and I, so the fact that you've identified loneliness is this mm-hmm. the thing that you really, yeah, that started the, this. What Jeff and I are taking trying to beat down with hammers, man. Mm-hmm. Because wow, it's th- just isolate, which is what you want to do, right? You Absolutely. just want to isolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that, sure. It's the, right, on both sides, because like I, I kind of come at the mental health. Yeah, part, uh-huh. that's where I, my voice is on this podcast. Okay. Hey, we told we this... said earlier he's a liberal, right? So he's <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, okay, Chris. <laughs> anyway, but yes. Uh, so, so it's the same thing though. Like yeah. when you're in the depths of depression, yeah, you your go to is to be alone. Yeah, you know, to wallow in it yeah, and yeah. to be away from people. So yeah, you're right. It's it's all in there too. It's in the yep. uh, addiction and it's in depression and it's in 
And they're both so cross, right? Depression and, and alcoholism are just I yeah. mean, drug yeah, like, it's, uh, it's all the same. Yeah. Or, show or, me an alcoholic <laughs> that doesn't have depression. That's what that's truly, what, you right? know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show, find, show me that, and then I'll tell you that maybe they're not um, correlated, right? <laughs> yeah. They, they, they got to be. I've never met an alcoholic that didn't have some bouts of depression, yep. anxiety, um, any you know, name that mental health yeah. issue. Yeah. And that's for the addiction or uh, the, the addiction too. the user, the mm-hmm. IV user, the pain pill addict. Yeah, right. Well, and it's funny, beyond our beers, and there's a very specific thing about the beers, are the idea when, you know, as a brand marketer, you're, you try to figure out what your brand stands for, what you're about and what is important to you. And a lot of what we are about and is important to me is exactly this. It is a well-being uh, a thing and mental health is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... You know, we started with trying to help uh, people raise their well-being in the industry, bartenders. And, sure. And, you know, those people are under the gun all the time. There's there's depression and alcoholism are rampant in that industry, mm-hmm. right? And and it, it just the light bulb just went off. Right? Yeah. And, you, you pro- and you've been there. The oh, shift absolutely. drinks and the, yeah. it's like, oh, and at a certain point you're like, it's, you don't, it's your career. Absolutely. You go there all the time. This is how you make money. And then you got to mm-hmm. like... This isn't good for you anymore. Yeah. I, I know right? two types of bartenders. Yeah, they, uh, those that drink a lot are those that are in recovery. Yeah, right. I mean, that, really, That's so interesting. Like a lot of times, if I meet a, if I'm sitting down uh, airport lounge or a bar somewhere, and and not trying to age discriminate or anything, but if the bartender is, you know. 50 or older um you ask what's your drink of choice well, i don't drink anymore and i mm. wonder you know you always wonder the the yeah. miles on the tires there yeah mm-hmm. because i that's what i i see more often than not there's always exceptions right but it, it is funny you bring that up yeah. because i mean you know you gotta you gotta do a shot with the patrons always. yeah especially so if you're trying to you know show off in front of this blonde that's ordering <laughs> yeah. a shot i'll do one with you baby you know you gotta yeah. you gotta you gotta do it right yeah our our sales our head sales guy came to me the first night we we launched. His name's Tom Halaskin. He won't mind me using his name, but he uh, ran Sasha's for a long time when he was yeah, been yeah. involved in a bunch of. But he's sober since that night. Oh, well. It's been two years for him. He hasn't drank, and he's been our biggest advocate as far as someone who really understands the mental health strains of people in the industry. And you're right. It's like you're yeah you're either a heavy drinker or you've gotten sober uh-huh. as a bartender, but. I never thought about it like, oh, this is your career. It's not like you know you own a bar right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is your career. You you drink every night. It's such a you got to shoot with all the customers and uh-huh. so it's been great to have our beers been been the shift drinks and those kinds of things. Yeah, like really get out there and say, hey, you don't have to do this anymore, right? Yeah, and it sounds yeah. like the beers you guys are brewing have yeah. some have some health qualities to them as yeah. well, which yeah, is really yeah. cool. I didn't know that coming into this. Yeah, uh, that they're they're very healthy for you. I. I you know, had heard stories from from Jeff and I, and you know Matt and my cousin Mark, but I didn't mm-hmm. know that you guys had yeah, yeah. beers. That, and really Jeff brings up that. a good point. Somebody did make that you know smart right. ass comment, yep. which I'm not judging. I make smart ass comments all day, <laughs> every day. But that's a that's yeah, it's not empty calories, right? right? It, there's actually shit in there that is as good for your mind yeah. and your well being. Totally, right? hence the name. Well, yeah, it always struck me when so, when one person gets sober, ten people's lives get better. Really, oh, yeah. right? And you that think about sense. that. That's like absolutely 100% true. When you yeah. got sober, how many lives got better? I love that. Everyone yeah. around you, right? Everyone. Try. I mean, it, it's amazing. That, that's, that, that's the takeaway of the interview because that, yeah. that is 
so fucking right yeah. and accurate. And yeah. I always say that alcoholism addiction is not the disease of the addict. Right. It's the disease of the entire family. And that family right. doesn't mean just your blood related. It means the people that fucking love you, your mm-hmm. community. Yep. Because every one of them carries around the stress of your alcoholism or addiction. Yep. Carries around the worry, the anxiety. That's what they go to work, their regular job with. They come home, they go to fucking t-ball practice with their kids with. They're in the back of their mind yep. are worried about you. Yeah. Mm. So when you get sober, that frees them all of that shit. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That is nuts. That, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And and that's that was one of those things that struck with me. And I think I heard it when we were doing the podcast from somebody. And and when I this business to me is about that. If we can get the world to drink a little bit less. It's like, wow, we truly are raising well-being. And if we can get people mm-hmm. to stop drinking or, you know, well, it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, you really are raising the planet's well-being because the, the factor is so much greater when, when you, you don't you have to worry have about it. Couldn't have picked a better friend. name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys are, are locally at, uh, can, can, we get, can we get well-being at uh, grocery stores, yep, liquor yep. stores, Total Wine you mentioned? Yep. And so mm-hmm. it's weird because if you're in your recovery, you don't go down the beer aisle. If you're, like, right, I, right, right. Right? I never went to liquor stores for however long. So I'm starting to like, realize, yes, there's sections in most liquor stores for NA beers, and they've gotten better. Um, and all over town, people have been very, very supportive of us. Uh, so they've like literally had sections now. And I think retailers, are, liquor stores are like, oh, yeah, people are... This whole industry is changing, mm-hmm. right? And we need to really start to cater to people who aren't drinking. But they're adults, and they want to have something fun. So they've really done a nice job of separating these into non-alcoholic sections, which is awesome. Uh, so we're at all the li- liquor stores and grocery stores. And, yeah, more restaurants, more and more right. restaurants like Olive Milks, who are just – they get it. Like, they, oh, Mark yeah. gets it. He's like – I get it. Yeah, he's got a drunk fucking cousin. That, <laughs> that yeah, that and, everybody's got a and right. everybody have, has a correspondent. Uh, yeah, but I want I want my experience of everyone who comes in here drinking or not drinking to be great. Mm-hmm. I want to have their experience be great. And why do I want to just serve them water? Let's right. They're having food with a pairing of something, and like this Absolutely. is what you're here mm-hmm. for. Yep. to have this thing happen with your meal, and you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Sure. Well, that's cool, Jeff. I, I man, I really appreciate you coming in and yeah. sitting down with us. Um, and I hope we can do it again. I, I want to hear more uh, about your guys' experience uh, with the with the podcasting sure. and journey. And um, well, I'm excited that you're you know you're in episode 13. Oh. It's you're it's awesome, and not, you've gotten you're starting to do it's great. And, yeah, I appreciate that. It's been and you guys have a big idea of like you know stopping loneliness and all. The, I mean that's good for you. It's a goal. I I have done decided to do this after some nudges and um after we lost a, a friend that you know i could have i could have wallowed away and said fuck it all like yeah. fuck the pontiff's anonymous mission or instead i i i was i was surrounded with good people that said you need to use this um actually uh, you know you, you need to use this and and get you know like miofsky said what's next yeah and and, and so that's Jeff and I uh, got connected by That's some awesome. other god shit, and now here we are. Yep. And I have a this my passion for this, yeah. and for meeting people like you, Jeff, yeah. and um, and people that are, are reaching out and mm-hmm. for help and saying that the podcast is helping. My passion is in fucking extinguishable to do yeah. that, and it's it's becoming a little bit of a problem because I. <laughs> that's all I think and and eat that's and great. breathe right now, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to bed every night usually emailing back and forth with yeah. somebody that that's looking for help or or that's on the brink of yeah. maybe thinking about making a change and and when you somebody that 
recently uh, that I kind of gave him a nudge uh, with a team. He had a good team around him. Mm-hmm. I was a part of that team, and like just got the text and the picture of his one year sober chip. Nice. Like, awesome. I mean, fuck, man, that's it's awesome. better than sex. <laughs> Not well, yeah. It's good. It's It's good. It feels great. Yeah, it's It's right up there. It's it's really close. So, so Jeff Stevens, um, no relation to Kevin Stevens, the uh, former Stanley Cup winner for the Pittsburgh Penguins, no, or Steve Stevens, the the guitar player for Billy Idol, no relation to either. Coincidentally, Kevin Stevens got caught with the hookers and crack in Caseyville. Oh my my god! My favorite story. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, From the New Jersey Devils, and you're like, and I remember talking about that in a meeting, just like. Oh, dude. The, and they showed I mean, his picture. They put his, it was like on a road trip. And yeah, man. He's over on the east side yeah. in a hotel, bar, you know, hold up for 12 hours. Uh huh. Hookers and crack. And you're like, fuck. YOLO, man. There are not very many good hotels go, for Stevens. that. Well, there's a lot of good hotels for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what you want to do. That was a, <laughs> on the uh, east side. That, that was like, man, I should have been partying with Kevin Stevens back then. <laughs> but yeah, so you hear, you hear stories from like his teammates, like Rick Tockett and other guys. Yeah. He was, uh, it was bad for, uh, bad for him I, I still don't know how he's turned out but um he was a hell of a fucking hockey player and i hell grew up playing hockey my whole life so you? i'm a he's yeah, a hell I'm of a, a hockey player yeah he's a couple rings with pittsburgh yeah, yeah. and uh he, he dropped the mitts every once in a while and um stand in front of the net take a beating and, and next thing you know the puck's in the back of your net so i knew you weren't related <laughs> but um you never know fuck like, he could use some well-being Bruce, right, right? is that's well-being right. in any of the stadiums yet I have been told that we are going to be in Bush Stadium this awesome. summer Wonderful. for the Cardinals, and I hope that's true. We yeah. are distributed by major brands. I'm sure there's – I know there's a lot to go through to get that done, yeah. and they tell me that that's going to happen. And a lot of people ask, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, this is great. The seventh inning, after they mm-hmm. quit selling alcohol. That's right? a great like, fucking idea, Jeff. There's two yeah. whole innings. You, you are in this marketing beer. world, yeah, aren't you? That's like, awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, there's a whole craft beer wall there. They've got so many yeah. taps to fill. Yeah. So it's like, man – Put it in there. Why I not? Know. And I think I hopefully we are going to be in there. And I yeah, I think because yeah, if they game, tried out they tried out this fucking lineup. They got they're gonna people are gonna need some <laughs> well being bruised. I mean, they oh shit! You're, uh, Shots yeah. fired. Yeah. Nation. Wow. First take right here. <laughs> here comes the not shit happening. Right. Yeah, that was a hot take. That was a it's, really hot take. <laughs> burning up in here. <laughs> well, that came out of nowhere. No. <laughs> Oh, this man. lineup is going to lead you to drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well-being can be found anywhere in yep. St. Louis. What's your website, Jeff? Uh, wellbeingbrewing.com. We'll yep. put that. Could you mind? We'll put it on the show notes. Please and, do it. Uh, it's, and, yeah, it's got all the locations that are out on the website if you're having trouble perfect. finding it. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and, uh, yeah, if you see me, find me. I'd love to buy you a well-being. There yeah. you go. That's awesome. That's well, how I tried it. He bought me a well-being. And That's right. You were a big fan. <laughs> I loved it. It yeah. was so good. It must have been your first beer. It was. What was it? The... It was a Heavenly Body. I remember that. Yeah. It was still, we, yeah, those are literally our first brew. Mm-hmm. And I was, and the first time I tasted off the line, having been a, a not you know NA drinker, like uh, all this stuff's so bad, but I tasted this. I'm like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. I was very excited. I That's still remember awesome. that. Like, I think we got something here. Well, I'm going um, to give it a shot. I want to I try the Victory Do. Uh, wheat. and uh, Yeah. I'll drop some by. All right, because you'll be you'll great. you'll it's it's a different kind of thing. I think you'll be good. With sure. It. No, yeah. I, I I'm confident enough where yeah. I'm at. Um, yeah. And I mean, I like, and it's a zero zero beer. It so has nothing. See, that's yeah. Hook me up. I I'm gonna. I have a liquor cabinet at home. I've celebrity bartended, quote unquote. I just did the air quotes um, on at the tavern in, in Belleville. Yeah. I've you know spilt rubblemans on my hand and didn't start licking my hand. And <laughs> you're okay. Uh, well, it's weird. You can't. And I get it. When you're first in recovery, you want to 
avoid playmates and play things and all those things. I get it. But at some point, you cannot avoid alcohol. It's everywhere. (laughs) And I'll tell you, it's everywhere. My confidence and and realization, like you said earlier, when I would go out and be perfect and great and not need a drink, I I just was like, I can do this life. I can fucking do it. And I, before I got sober, would have punched you in the face if you would have suggested it or laughed and pissed, pissed my pants laughing like there's no way yeah. I will die with a drink in my hand. How long did it did it, you go through a bunch of iterations of this or did you get sober you were so bad and just boom you got it or did you have to like One of the your... lucky ones I, I went to rehab one time. Got it done um, okay. Never wanted to go back. That's awesome. And uh, yeah so that was uh, March 25th of, of 2014. Holy um, cow. Yeah, I'm Coming close. up. Getting close. Yep. Like 10 more days. Yeah I hope I make exciting. it. No I'm at 21 <laughs> 21 76 is the amount of days I am uh, at. Okay. So not that I'm counting. No. Who would be? <laughs> How would you know that? Um, Congratulations. Jeff, thanks a lot, Yeah, man. my pleasure. I, I'm real excited to, to drop this episode, mm-hmm. and we will uh, we'll share your information so people know where to get Wellbeing Brewing. Great. And um, Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to, to giving it a whirl myself. Cool. So God bless you, man. All right. Thanks for coming. Thank we you. appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, and, Jeff. Uh, as always, guys, thanks for listening. If you need help, um if you're if you're at the the bottom of the barrel for lack of better terms rock bottom approaching know someone please reach out me and jeff cannot say it enough um we're we're really gaining some steam with the with the podcast and people it's and who it's reaching and as that happens we we just start getting more and more resources to to direct people to and we're always willing to listen um we're praying for you in the meantime, but uh, if you guys are, are struggling or know somebody that is, please, please shoot us an email. Reach out to us on Facebook at Pondoff's Anonymous. Um, go to our website, www.pondoffsanonymous.com. Jeff's is uh, www.wellbeingbrewing.com. And, um, and you just, just reach out. We're here for you. I promise. All right. That'll do it, guys. Thanks a lot. And as always, uh, let us pray. If you're struggling or know someone that is, please, please have them check out our podcast and reach out to Chris or me. We want to listen, and we're super eager to help. Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram.